Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, July 10th, 2022, the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Kathy Harms. Thank you to Ruth Harms for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of Willis Harms's 90th birthday. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your, your hymnal. Page 94, confession and forgiveness. And isn't this light just beautiful? It is just glorious. Isn't it coming right down the main center aisle? Just absolutely beautiful. Well, let us begin our time together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, let us cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us sing with joyful hearts, joyful, joyful, we adore thee, stanzas one and three, hymn 836. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. 
We continue with the Kyrie, and you'll find this on page 184 in the front of your hymnal, the Kyrie. Continue our service with the prayer that's printed in your bulletin for this fifth Sunday after Pentecost. O Lord God, your mercy delights us and the world longs for your loving care. Hear the cries of everyone in need and turn our hearts to love our neighbors with the love of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 9 through 14. The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all your undertakings, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your soil. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, 
just as he delighted in prospering your ancestors when you obey the Lord, your God, by observing his commandments and decrees that are written in the, this book of the law. Because you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Surely this commandment that I am commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will cross to the other side of the sea for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. The word of the Lord. Please read the psalm responsively. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Let none who look to you be put to shame. Rather, let those be put to shame who are treacherous. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. In you have I trusted all the day long. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your steadfast love and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. You lead the lowly in justice and teach the lowly your way. The second reading is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. To the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learn from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of, church, uh, minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, 
who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The word of the Lord. Our service continues on page 188 in the front of your hymnal with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise. St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to go ahead and have a seat for the reading of the gospel. Jesus had been teaching outside the synagogue and many people were listening in and one particular gentleman who was a Jewish lawyer. Just then, the lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And he answered, You shall love the Lord God, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to them, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, Who's my neighbor? And Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was coming down, was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity, and he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them, and then he put him on his own animal and brought him to an inn. To take care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? And he said, The one who showed mercy, who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, Go and do likewise. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, I'll invite the uh, children to come forward, if we can do that. Put this down. Come on up, gather around. Around this box that's full of candy. Like 13 gallon bags of candy. That we were going to uh, be throwing along the parade route in Monticello, but uh, it's landed here and Mr. Zumba says, I'm taking the box home, but not the candy. And so I want to talk about uh, kindness. Pastor's wearing a shirt. Do you know what it says? Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. It's one of the nine fruits of the Spirit that we find in Paul's letter to Galatia, 
Love, peace, patience, gentleness, and kindness. And kindness. Here you will experience when you are kind to others and people are kind to you, you experience God's love, God's peace, and God's mercy. Now that's a big word, mercy, which means forgiveness. We receive God's forgiveness. I had the wonderful opportunity this past week. I went frisbee golfing. Never done that before. Anybody been frisbee golfing? Okay, that's new for you too. And one of the things that I found right away is there's this wonderful etiquette. Etiquette is being kind to one another. And we would throw these frisbees at this pole that had chains and we would count how many times we would throw it. And I got to tell you, there is a young gentleman, his name is Levi Temple, and he just does the one, two, three, and it's like a dance. And the frisbee just it went this way and it went this way and then it went like that and it landed three feet from where we needed to go and we're like, whoa. Pastor gave it a good, I gave it everything I got. Tristan, you did too, didn't you? You just about threw your arm off your body, right? And uh, I threw that frisbee and it went like this and it landed right in the weeds. Grayson, I'm not telling on it. Pastor threw it right in the weeds. And the etiquette was wonderful. None of us read up and said, Frisbee golf, you have to do this. All of us got in the weeds. And the weeds were tall. And it was wet because it was early in the morning. And we went in looking for the Frisbee. And I thought, oh boy, I'm going to have to buy a new set for the library because I threw it in the weeds and I can't find it. And it took us a long time, but we stayed after it and we found it. And I thought, what a wonderful gift of kindness. All the Frisbee golfers went looking for that frisbee. Okay, so I want to talk about kindness, fruit of the spirit. It's about life, it's about living, it's about eternity. That we don't have to wait light years away, that it's right here, that we can experience God's gift and God's kingdom has come near. And so we have the gift of eternal life now. We don't have to wait for it. The other thing is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This is perfect. You all get a big, now, you're, yeah. Okay. You, you did not earn this, but uh, you, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to give this to you, Boston. Don't, uh, okay, hang on to it. Don't open it yet. Okay, can somebody help me pass these out? It'll take me too long. Look at this. You get, we're going to teach grace. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yep, yep. There should be a couple left. Okay, there'll be a couple left. But I want you all to have a bag. Everybody gets a bag. Everybody gets a bag. There we go. Don't open it, no. This is grace. This is better than Halloween, isn't it? This is grace. I have just given you a lifetime supply of candy, thanks to Mr. Zumba. But here's the deal. Jesus wants us to be kind. We want to experience the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Now I know this is going to be hard, but I just, I just gave you this whole bag of candy. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Great! Look at the smiles! They don't even have to express. Okay, here's the deal. Grace. Did you deserve it? 
No, pastor just handed it to you. Now I want, how, how did it make you feel? Made you feel great. I want you to take that bag and I want you to unzip it so that now it's open. Yeah, I know. Okay. Now I want you to show grace to other people. Okay? And so what you're going to do is in kindness, we're not throwing it, that's not kind. <laughs> I don't want anybody with face bruises. I want you to go out from here and I want you to share some grace with people out there. And I want you to go ahead and hand out some of that candy in a kind way. Go ahead, do that. Show us grace. Oh my gosh, I gave you your supply and you're going to have to give it away? Go out amongst the congregation. And are you going to hand them one or are you going to give them a handful? Show kindness. Don't be like my dad, hung on to every little thing. We're going to show kindness, right? There we go. Pass it out. If your bag gets empty, I got more. Pass it out. Boy, it smells good and fresh, too. Oh, my. Carver is being very gracious. He's teaching us graciousness. By the way, Carver has this wonderful handprint up in, this, in the uh, social hall. What's your favorite thing about Wayne Zine, the pastor? He's earned lots of points. <laughs> All right. They're passing out their candy. Okay, we're going to let them continue to pass that out. Oh, we're even going out in the uh, center aisle and picking up candy. That's very good. Um, nobody has given Pastor any candy yet. <laughs> All right, okay. All righty. Thank you. Oh, will you look at that? My goodness. Glenn, did you get any candy? Glenn Hine, you get any candy? Oh, my. Okay, we're good. <laughs> all right, you can all take your seats. Enjoy your candy. And uh, we have Dr. Brian James who can give you any tidbits on <laughs> here today. Alrighty. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Well, let us pray. Oh, you can keep it, Boston. That's, that's for you to have. That's for you to have. So let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for these children. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for teaching us about kindness through the gifts of the Spirit. But most of all, bless these children and their families now and forever. Amen. Boston, you can go on back. And you don't even have to share with your brother. All righty. When you obey the Lord, 
When you live in kindness and gentleness and mercy, showing forgiveness to others, you experience life as God intended it for you and for me. Obeying is observing God's commands. We see it early on in God's word of life. In Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Old Testament in the Torah, we find God sharing with Moses an important commandment. It's the same commandment that Jesus shared during his ministry among us. And that is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Keeping these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. What's interesting is if we go back and we read that text a little bit closer, the Lord also says, I want you to recite them to your children. Recite it to your children. I want you to talk about it at home. I want you to talk about it when you're away. I want you to talk about it before you go to sleep at night. I want you to talk about it when you arise in the morning. Not only this, but also write them on your home's entrance so that when people come to your home, they know that you love the Lord with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your might. And not only that, but write them on the exit, on the other side of the door when you leave. And fix them on your forehead and your hand. Engrave them in the very flesh of your being. You've got to be kidding me. Right? That's intense. Not all of us are pastors or evangelists to go out there. Oh, yes, we are. You may be the only Bible that anyone reads. Do you know that our sector of society is shrinking on this, in this hemisphere? If we were to go to the southern hemisphere, Christianity is on fire. And more and more people are being baptized and going out and telling the story. You've got to be kidding me that we're to go out and to share what God has done in our lives. Or to share that God is good and merciful and kind and forgiving. You know, the scripture that Kathy read, do, do we have to go up to heaven? Will somebody go up there to bring this down so that we can have it? It's already here. It's already here. God's presence is already here. God is in here, inside of you. With the gift of the Holy Spirit, Christ, within you. When we take communion, we receive God's forgiveness. We consume the gift of Christ in body and blood. The Word, God's Word, made alive, is with us. What is difficult is trusting that God is with us. Trusting God's Word and presence is already within us. We must not rely on our own understanding, but rather exercise this gift of faith that God has given us to love God, love yourself, and love your neighbor. It's already in us. It was in, within the Samaritan. God's word of eternal life was in the heart and the home, even in this place. The very fibers of this person, a person who should not have known God's love or favor. He was an outsider, an outcast. Samaritans, men and women, were considered less than fully human. Yet the Samaritan in Jesus' parable that, predict, that 
um, depicts eternal life. Here was found God's love for self and for neighbor. Heaven on earth is found here today. When kindness and mercy and love prevail, we live in the gift of eternal life now. Without sin and separation, when we die from this life and rise to the light, that was also in the scripture that Kathy read. And so allow me to retell Jesus' parable in answering the Jewish lawyer's question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Can you imagine? A crowd like this, we're all listening in, and Jesus is speaking, and he's sharing that God is love, and he loves you. And you know, this world is a hard world, and we need to share God's love in this broken world. And you've been called as God's people, descendants of Abraham and Isaac. And you are a blessed nation. And not only you, but all people. Well, this is all well and good, says the lawyer to Jesus. But let's get to the meat and potatoes. Lawyers like to get to the cut of the chase. What is it that I must do to inherit the gift of eternal life? I know that I'm an ancestor of Abraham. I know that I'm chosen, but how do I know that I'm going to heaven? What is it that I must do? I want to share with you our Luther theology is that there is nothing that we need to do to receive God's grace. As these kids receive these bags of candy, we can hear them rustling right now and maybe opening a one or two and popping it in the mouth. There's nothing that we do to earn God's grace, love and mercy and forgiveness. Nothing. Yet God still loves us. But what is our response to this gift that God gives each and every one of us? What's the response? So Jesus tells this wonderful parable. It may or may not have been a true story. But I want to give you a context of, of the, the lay of the land. Now, if you were to go to the Holy Land today, you would find Jericho and you would find Jerusalem. And they're built up on high places. On one side of the hill, on the north side of the hill of town, it's lush and green and wonderful. On the other side, it's desert. And, these, and they are fortified with walls all around the city. You actually come now through checkpoints as you come into some of these places. And so they're, they're fortified with this wall that goes all the way around the city. And to leave that place, to leave Jerusalem, to go to Jericho is a long distance. Now, I don't know exactly, but it's a long journey. Could be nine miles. And you go down and you're among the rocks and crevices and valleys. You're in tough places. There isn't water, so hopefully you brought water with you. And this man, we're not, I, Jesus hasn't identified him, a man. And he's walking along and robbers grab a hold of him and beat him and strip him and leave him almost dead. Now, by chance, a priest, oh, the priest who knows the Torah, who understands that God is love, who preaches the word, who goes into the holiest of holy and sacrifices once a year for the atonement of the people's sin on Passover. The only person who can enter this area where God's presence is with the tabernacle. Surely this person, who is one of the priests, who may have gotten the, drew the straw to go in that particular year, to make the, the, the atoning sacrifice. But it doesn't matter. A priest. 
And he sees the robber, or you know, he sees the man who had been beaten by the robbers laying on the road. And does he walk up to him? No, he walks on the other side. I'm busy. I don't have time for this. I've got to get to my next appointment. They're expecting me. Or I just came from a, a, a service and I need to wash. I need to cleanse myself of all this sin. I don't have time to dirty up some more. Then you have the Levi. Levi is one of the 12 tribes of what? Of Israel. One of the descendants of Jacob whose name was changed to Israel. And so the Levites were in charge of the tabernacle. So when it moved among the people, the Levites would take the Torah and God's presence among them and they would move from one place to another. Surely a Levite would understand that God is love. And what does he do? But he walks by on the other side. Now a Samaritan who... They're really not even considered fully human. They're certainly not God's chosen people. They live on the other side of the railroad tracks. And people look down on them. And they insult them. And they don't get the good land. The Samaritan is walking along that same road and what does he do? He gets down. And he takes care of him. Well, what is he doing? He's pouring oil and wine on his wounds. Nurses that we have here, what would oil and wine do for the, for the hurt? It's an antiseptic, right? It prevents infection from spreading. And he lifts him up on his animal. We don't, it could be a donkey, it could have been a horse, who knows what it is. And he takes him in to Jericho. Five miles, six miles, and comes to an inn. So now you have the first respite house or hospital at the inn. Feeds him. Takes care of him. He gives the innkeeper two denaria. Denaria would be a month's wages. Two months' wages. Two denaria. The Samaritan needs to go on with his business, but he stopped along the road. And he made a difference for that fallen traveler. And left the innkeeper more money and said, when I get back, whatever more... I you spend in caring for him, I will reimburse you. Would you trust his word? Would you trust his word? I would. And then Jesus asked the lawyer who wanted to justify himself and wanted to know who his, his neighbor was to love. Jesus returns the question. Who is the neighbor to the one who fan, fell in the hands of the robbers? And he said, the one who showed mercy... Mercy is a hard word. It actually means forgiveness. The one who took time to let go of self and care for neighbor, who loved self enough to love neighbor and love God, the outsider did. Go and do likewise, said Jesus. Go and do likewise. I'm so proud of Wayne Zion and what you've meant over the 150 years and the way that you have taken care of others, you're going to see in the semi-annual report that you as a congregation gave over $10,000 to your neighbors in need. You identified who would be the recipients of those gifts. And those gifts went out. You're always giving. You give of your time, your talent, your treasures. You care for 
You let your pastor know when somebody's hurting and they may be that German pride or not wanting to say anything, but you care enough and you put your arm around them and say, is it okay if I give pastor a call? We're in this together. I'm, I'm just a human being. I sin like you do. But you've called me to be your pastor and I take that role very, very seriously. And I want to walk with you. Wherever life is taking us, let's go together. Let's be good Samaritans to one another and see what it is that God is doing in our lives together. And I can tell you this, that when our life comes to a close on this earth and we have shared the good news, I mean, that's been our mission statement for a long time, sharing the good news of God through Jesus Christ, telling all people. We will come into the glorious presence, not because of anything that we've done, but what God has done. And we'll be able to recognize it because we've been experiencing that gift of eternal life today. The gospel of our Lord. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day. Friends, it brings me great pleasure to introduce to you three new members of Wayne Zion whose names are up here on the altar. And I'm going to have them come forward up here. And uh, we're not going to put them on the spot or make them say anything because I don't want to chase them away. They just got here. And so I want to introduce you to Mason Newhard and to Riley Lampert. Ooh, they're going to be married here on August 13th. And you have some family with you right now. Just wave. They're over here. And Judy Tukin. And so let's give them a warm applause. Welcome. We welcome you as members of Wayne Zion Lutheran Church to join with us in, in worshiping God, in hearing God's word and sharing his supper and proclaiming the good news of God through Jesus Christ in word and in deed, serving all people and striving for justice and peace in all the earth. I invite us to pray. Thank you, Lord, for Mason and Riley and Judy. 
These new members of our congregation, by your life-giving power, bind us to each other into strength and strengthen us for your service. Support us in our days ahead and bring us to the length of day when all your children will be one with you, will be all in all. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the peace of Christ be with you always, Judy. Thank you for joining us. And Riley, God's peace with you always. And Mason, God's peace. Another round of applause for our new members. In the social hall, I didn't put name tags, but you, I brought them up here so that you could see them. Uh, please introduce yourself to them, and uh, you've already made them feel welcome. We had our meeting yesterday, and as they were sharing with me, what is it that drew you to Wayne Zion? There, usually there was someone that they knew, or in some cases, they were looking at congregations. And uh, the one thing that all of them had in common was, you feel so welcome here. It feels like family. And it does. Um, it, it has been families for 150 years. So thank you for uh, making a difference in the lives of these people. And I know they'll come alongside you already. All three of them are saying, I could help serve on this committee or I could do, I didn't solicit, did I? They said, I would really be interested. Uh, for one couple, it's like, we've got to get through the wedding first. But uh, <laughs> at any rate wanted to share that. Let us uh, share the affirmation of our faith as we find it in the Apostles' Creed. And you can turn to page 105 or the back inside cover. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. United in Christ and guided by Spirit, we pray for the church, creation, and all in need. Good and gracious God, you have placed your word of love in our heart and in your church. Fill your church with compassion that we bear the fruit of kindness to a broken world. God of grace, hear our prayer. You created the earth with seeds sprouting up to new life. We pray for the flourishing of fruit trees and orchards, vines and bushes. Prosper the work of those who plant and tend and harvest and gather. God of grace, show us your ways and teach us your paths of justice and love. Raise up community and national leaders to challenge and to guide strong society structures for the good of all people. God of grace, come near to all in need. Orchestrate kindness in the face of cruelty. Hope where there is despair. Love in the face of neglect. Comfort where there is death. And healing and illness. We especially lift before you this day Bill L. Boken, Teresa Engelbart, Niall Hoosman, Lois Poppy, Kalinda Stadmuller, Chase Sternhagen, Gwen Edwards, Sandy Jensen, those who suffer silently and those that we name in our hearts. 
We pray for protection of our military sons and daughters. And we name before you this morning Ben and David, Trevor and Dustin. God of grace, turn our communities toward neighbors in need. Bring aid and support to those who are poor, forgotten, or avoided. God of grace, we give thanks for the saints who revealed your love and mercy in this life. Inspired by their witness, strengthen us to live in hope. God of grace, God of every time and place, in Jesus' name, fill us with your Holy Spirit. We entrust these spoken prayers and those in our hearts into your holy keeping. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Oh well, God, maker of all things, through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. Ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world through your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to share a few announcements with you this morning. Um, Semi-annual meeting is next Sunday following the worship service in the overflow, because I've given up calling it the narthex, I just won't win that one. In the overflow, uh, you'll find the uh, report and agenda for the semi-annual meeting. Go ahead and pick it up today, and uh, you can bring that back uh, tomorrow, as w or next Sunday as well, and uh, if not, we'll have more available for you. Uh, our next special anniversary Sunday is July 31st. We're having Dr. Reverend Karen Nelson, who will be here as our guest presider. That's on July 31st. That's Craig Dirks' sister. We're excited about having her here with us. Uh, she's excited to share with you the importance that you had in her life in her faith formation. Also that day, we will be sailing swag. And I, we put some of the swag back there. And uh, I was going to bring it forward, and I didn't do that. I love the dish towels. You get three of those for $20, but the saying on there is priceless. Uh, one, Rick, you know it off the top of your head. What's the one about the dirty dishes? That Okay. And then it says... Um, and Wayne Zion anniversary. And then there's some other ones. Rejoice in the, in the name of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord's made rejoice in him or something to that effect with Wayne Zion on there. Game night, we have pizza cutters and, and cards. Can you believe it? Wayne Zion is selling playing cards. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and each, you know, on each face of the card is a beautiful picture of the church that you see as you, you're walking up. We also have uh, wonderful uh, greeting cards that are blank inside with a pen. And uh, those sell for $15, the pizza cutter and the cards for 10 Oh, and then we have this beautiful Wowie 
Um, I've been mailing these all over the country. They've been going to Texas. They've been going to um, uh, South Carolina. Uh, people are seeing it on the Facebook. This is our anniversary book, and thanks to Doreen Boak and Kathy Harms and Liz Reddy, uh, have done a fabulous job to really research it, to go and, uh, and find out the details and bring it up to date, and they chose this beautiful cover. Uh, these sell for $20. The reason that we have this swag is, number one, it's kind of fun to do, but the other thing is we're trying to support the cost uh, of our big banquet that we're going to have the end of September, and so the proceeds that we gather for these things will help offset the cost of our big dinner and keep the ticket prices down. We have a wonderful opportunity uh, coming up for the next three Wednesdays, seeing our neighbor. Kind of today was a kickoff with uh, the message uh, and caring for our neighbor. And so this is in response to uh, Ukraine and uh, what they've gone through. And so this is a Bible study to get to know uh, these people who uh, have suffered so greatly in our world. And uh, so we have an opportunity each Wednesday from this coming Wednesday, the 13th, the 20th, 27th, to meet with Pastor Wade in the social hall at 10 o'clock for a Bible study. Ruth Harms, I don't think she's here with us today, but her family is here with us. And uh, today's radio broadcast that's going to be heard on KMCH 94.7 FM was given by Ruth in memory of Willis, her husband. And so, Ruth, I know that you're listening in, and so we, all of us, say thank you. Let's give Ruth a... She'll be listening in, so we'll give her a round of applause today. I think those are all the announcements. Oh, is there anything else that we want to talk about. Um, I think what I'm going to do is new members, if you could uh, make your way to the back, we're going to have us, you're going to be the greeters going out to church. Now you don't have to shake people's hands. You can do the elbow thing or, or hello, um, but we're going to have, you're going to greet them before you go in the social hall. If you want to go ahead and make your way back there, new members, and be sure to greet the people who are dressed funny today. No. There was just something, when I knew Kurt was showing up with the clerics, I just couldn't wear it. <laughs> and, it's, and so, uh, be kind, our theme. Alrighty, with all of that, let us stand. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. Let us sing our sending song, and then let's go in for wonderful treats that Sharon Kell, Carol Hine, and... Etta Dirks made for us today. Serve the Lord. Thanks be. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.